What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your boy, your host, your friend, your confidant. I'm more than just that. I'm a pal. Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. I want the full name again. Feeling festive this Christmas season. I hope you guys are as well. Maybe you celebrate Hanukkah. You know what? I actually listened to the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song just uh, the other day, like a couple days ago, because I was trying to remember... Someone brought up Adam Sandler CDs. For those of you, a lot of you are young. You might not know this, but Adam Sandler, while he was on SNL, during the Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore era of the Adam Sandler, he released a few comedy albums. They, were, they weren't stand-up. They were sketch, but he did some funny songs, and the sketches were hilarious, and someone quoted one of them on Twitter, and that's why I was like, oh, I fucking forgot how good those albums were. And I went to listen to them, and holy shit, they're great. They're really great. <laughs> they might not go cool by today's standards of comedy as far as what you can and cannot say. And I'm going to get into that later. I'm going to get into that later. Got a lot of conversation about that. Little teaser. Mindy Kaling from The Office, who I think is a very funny woman. She said something today or the other day that people are talking about now, whether or not the she's like, The Office probably couldn't even get made today because we're all such terrible people, those characters. And I, I got some disagreements with that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But talking about uh, the whole, right? what the fuck was I talking about again? God damn it. This is what happens when you don't eat lunch before you do a podcast, Joe. Fucking starving, and I can't keep my frame of mind going here. I was um, Happy Gilmore, or Adam Sandler. He should legally change his name to Happy Gilmore. It's a better name. Um, the, the albums are great, but the Hanukkah song, and I remember listening to the, what's great about the Hanukkah song is it was insanely popular, by the way. The music video was just him doing it live because he would go on tours because he was, again, he was a megastar at the time. Still is a megastar. Who am I kidding? Adam Sandler only took a dip, and his dip is a respectable dip. If you look at the arc of Adam Sandler's career, he makes it pretty young. You know, pretty young guy when he hits SNL. Becomes one of the stars of the show during a run in which SNL was stacked. The Saturday Night Live roster of the early to mid-90s was incredible. Him, Chris Farley, David Spade, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, uh, Tim Meadows, Chris Rock was on there for a little bit. I'm sure there's a few names I'm missing as well. Um, Al Franken was very good during that run. Um, there's probably a few other names I'm thinking of. Who knows? But they were. It was great. Like, and he, he held his own and, and did some really memorable things on that show. And Starred in the movies Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. And then he had a really good run there. Wedding Singer then after that, I believe. And then uh, Big Daddy and uh, Bulletproof. And then there was a good run. Then it turns to like 2004, 2005. Right after, I mean, Mr. D's was all right. 51st Dates had its moment. But then he had this run where it was like, Adam, what is happening, my man? Then he weaved into some drama. But even his run, like I was saying, it was a respectable like valley to dip into his dip was respectable because what was he doing he was taking money from studios or they were giving it to him i mean make it seem like he's stealing but he was getting wads of money to make the movies he wanted to make with his friends you know that was like people talk about that show entourage where it's like oh what a cool concept because it's like what if you become super rich and famous and you take your boys along for that ride he was putting his boys into the movies i didn't see vinnie chase putting turtle and E in the movies. He barely put his own brother who actually had an acting background in things. So that's what, you know, kind of got to respect that, you know, 
And his career has been back on the upswing, Adam Sandler. He's been doing great things again. So I almost wonder if him one day when he's like 70, being on some interview, doing whatever the big podcast is at the time, saying, yeah, you know, to all the people who hated me for a decade there, fuck you. I made a shitload of money, got to party with my friends. We shot in Hawaii. We did all these crazy things. It was a blast. Had a lot of fun with it. Then I started making some blockbusters again and some serious stuff and got some Oscar buzz. Did it my way. Like that's, I dig that about him. I really do. The Hanukkah song was a, a song that, again, so genius. He grows up Jewish. Christmas dominates the radios. Christmas songs are everywhere. Christmas movies are everywhere. This is a Christmas country. It's a Christmas world, really. And um, I think, I don't know. It probably isn't a Christmas world. There's a billion Muslims who don't celebrate Christmas, right? So he writes the Hanukkah song. And what was great about it was that the music video, again, was just from a live concert. It got heavy rotation on MTV. The song was played a lot on the radio. I don't think it's played now so much anymore, and I wonder why. But I, I played it the other day, and the rhymes are funny. He basically just... He goes, and if you're the only Jewish kid without a Christmas tree, well, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. And then he names a list of all these uh, famous Jewish people. And it's just a really funny thing. And then there's a few ones that are just good jokes. I mean, they're kind of relevant to that time. I wonder if he would rewrite it today, if he would swap out some of the celebrities. Like he says, OJ Simpson, not a Jew. But guess who is? Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. He converted. And the song's good. It's good, like, guitar playing, and it's a good vocal. He could he could sing serious. He's got the funny voice that we all know he uses. But when he wants to, he could actually sing serious and has a, has a wonderful voice. He's got a good rock and roll voice. I like that Adam Sandler a lot, and I like the Hanukkah song. You guys got to check it out. If you have never seen him do, this is from his 2018 Netflix special. Um, he does a song for Chris Farley. And I can't listen to that without crying my eyes out. His tribute to Chris Farley is just, because oh. Chris Farley was such an icon. You know, I really had it good growing up as a kid in the 90s because he, Tommy Boy was an all-time favorite and he was the best on SNL during that run and he was just one of a kind. And I remember being so sad when he died. I think I was like 12 or 13. I don't know, was it 97, 13 or 14? I don't know, but I, I was, I was young, you know, and I was, he was like the first celebrity that I, I really felt that, that hit me when, when they were announced dead. And I was just like, fuck man, Chris Farley, that guy. Cause you just think of him. You just think of so much joy. And for him to write that song again, listen to M Sandler's uh tribute to Chris Farley. I think the song is called um, the way he starts it off where he's just, he just describes Chris Farley. And then he said, and when they asked me who the funniest person I ever knew, I'll tell him it was you. And um, and then he does the whole thing. Where it's like, my, you know, your legend still is on. My kids laughed to your YouTube clips and to Tommy Boy. And, and you know, just it was great. And, and he talked about like the last big hang they had was at Timmy Meadows' wedding. But then a few months later, the party came to an end. And, you know, died a few months later. And then he goes, then we all went out to Madison to say goodbye to a friend. And then he talked about seeing Chris Farley's dad cry. And I think that got me because as torn up as I've been about my own father passing away, I can't imagine what it'd be like to lose a kid um, at any age, you know, and especially at 33 or maybe I mean, obviously younger hurts more, but you know, you just, it's, it's got a, a lot going through your head as a parent to lose a kid to a drug overdose. You think to yourself, like, what did I do wrong? What did I do where he turned to drugs? I thought I, you know, I thought I did everything right. I don't, 
he seemed so happy. He was so successful. Everyone loved him. I don't get why he kept doing these drugs. Why was there a sadness there that I didn't see? And how could I have prevented that? And you know, it's that's got to be absolute. You go from just heartbreak and agony to torture. And Joe, this is a comedy podcast. Why the fuck are we getting sad? All right, watch it. Appreciate Adam Sandler's work. Um, he's truly uh, an American icon. That guy is phenomenal. And the Hanukkah song is a very fun song. So, so rock out to it, smoke some marijuana, drink your gin and tonica, and listen to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. All right, um, some fun stuff to talk about on the podcast today. I mentioned earlier, I mentioned Mindy Kaling's thoughts about whether or not The Office could get made today. I did want to talk about this, though, because someone posted on Twitter, and all right, there's a dickishness to the guy's post. He posted a picture, and the caption just said, I'm never coming here again. And it was a Hooters. And the woman in the, you only see her from behind. She did not have much of a butt. She had kind of one of those long backs that, that slides into a butt, I guess. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, not aesthetically pleasing. Sure. He wrote, I'm never coming here again. You know, thinking like, what the fuck happened to Hooters? They used to have hot women. She's not hot. You got no butt in these little orange shorts over here. It made me laugh a little bit because there was some funniness to it. The comments were all like, you piece of shit. You know, she applied for the job. She got the job. She's not bothering anybody. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, that's true. But unless she sees this photo, she doesn't know she got made fun of. And it made me think to myself, like, there, I've been in situations where you're mean about a stranger. You're not mean to them. You're mean about them. You ever been driving around in your car or whatever? Or you're, you're somewhere where you see something and you go, look at this fucking freak, right? You have that moment, which is natural. And the, there's one, one person in your group being like, you know, that's really mean. And I've, I've said to that person, like, I agree. That is really mean. That's why I whispered it to you three fucking people. And I didn't shout it to their face because that would be incredibly mean to point that out. I would never do that. And I'm not saying that they're not a good person or they don't deserve love. Hell, I would be their friend. I have good friends who, and we all do, who have a couple things about themselves where you're like, Ey, right? But like, I'm just saying it's weird to get super mad about that unless it's directly to the person. Now, granted, you know, you take a photo of someone's ass and say, this is a bad looking ass, even though he didn't say that directly, but it was very much implied. He tried to be like, I just took a picture. I don't know why you guys are all mad. You know, it's like, buddy, you know why we're all mad or why most people are mad. Um, but it is one of those things where I'm like, all right, like the guy was trying to poke some fun and yeah, it's at the expense of someone. And, I don't like being mean to people like that. Or, you know, she can't control her ass. Although nowadays you can control your ass. You could, you could hit the gym and start doing a lot of squats. That's for sure. Um, but like, ah, I just felt like someone's having a little fun with it. I just wish we could get back to ignoring the things we didn't like instead of making cases out of them. I just feel like we had, everyone would be happier. On both sides, people would be happier. And one degree, the person who was commenting, hey, why the fuck are you body shaming this woman who's just trying to work? On one degree, it's like, yeah, you're thinking, hey, I got to make it clear to this person what they did wrong. Maybe they're not aware of what they did wrong. And I'm here to tell you that that person probably isn't aware, but they also don't give a fuck about what some random person on the internet thinks, especially when you're coming at them like, hey, did you think of this? Like, you know, so. And and it does make me think, is there a place for that kind of fun? You're at a place. You know, he couldn't post a picture from the front, which makes me think she was probably stacked up front. But what if she was flat? What if she had little boobies? And he wanted to take a picture with no face. He was able to crop the photo so you can't see her face. And he was like, I thought this place was called Hooters. I'm sure people would be like, hey, asshole, 
breasts are beautiful no matter what size they are. And he was probably going to be like, hey, my point is, though, you call your restaurant Hooters. I'm expecting to see some goddamn tits leaking out of some shirts. You know, I want some boob spillage coming out of the top. And and to that case, it's like an interesting point. It's a funny little argument. You know, I got some flack on this for a clip I shared from this podcast. Did you guys, were you guys aware of that? During my Thanksgiving episode, I posted about how there's always the people who on the holiday have to shit on the holiday. And I, my point was like on Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, you know, we were terrible to Native Americans. I'm like, yeah, we do know that. And that was horrible. No one's saying that we shouldn't be better than Native Americans or the history wasn't ugly as hell and horrific. It was. My point is Thanksgiving has turned into like a family holiday. And can you just chill? Can you chill for one day? I notice you don't talk about this the other 364 days a year, right? So why try to just be a party pooper is what you're doing. You're shitting on people's good time. People are trying to enjoy their family on Thanksgiving, have some food, blah, blah, blah. And you're being this way. I don't know. I had to re, you know, say everything I already said in this podcast, but you guys get me. So I, I posted that. And the second part of what I posted, this was on TikTok, was about how, what are you going to do on Christmas? You're going to tell everyone that all the toys are made by seven-year-olds at sweatshops. And I go, listen, though, those seven-year-olds at those sweatshops, you don't get some through their day knowing that children their own age are going to enjoy the fruits of their labor. And you want to take that away from them? How dare you? Like that was, it's satire. What I'm doing is satire. I would rather seven-year-olds didn't work at sweatshops. Of course, I am anti-child labor, which is basically slave labor to make toys and clothes for other children. Does that need to be fucking said? I hate that we're at a point where certain things have to be said because there's someone who's going to be like, this person believes this because they don't know sarcasm. They don't know comedy. They don't like, you know what I mean? Like everything has to be like said plainly for them. And they carry on like they're the smart ones. I'm like, no, you're a fucking idiot. I, we have to slow down society and break things down for you. I like that your heart's in the right place, but your brain needs to catch up because it's really, you're, you're a drag on the rest of us. It's annoying. You know, my wife's a sweet person. So sometimes when I'm driving, I'll say something about someone out the car. But again, I'm not like, I don't, you know, if you're driving, you go, look at this fucking moron. Like, and they're, they're walking slowly in front of you and you're like, nice pants, dumbass. Like, you know, they're wearing some dumb pants. And then they're like, oh, that's not nice. I'm like, I know that's not nice. That's why I didn't yell it out the window. You not see the difference there? Like, there's a completely different thing. I'm not saying that, hey, everyone with bad pants need to be round up and put in a camp. No more voting rights for them. I'm not saying any of that shit. I just think there needs to be a time and a place. And there also needs to understand when someone's having a little bit of fun. And yeah, you can have a little fun at someone's expense as long as you're not being specific to them. He didn't say, hey, um, Jill Hopkins, who works at the Orlando Hooters, needs to be fired immediately. I mean, look at this tush. Like, he didn't say that. He just made a funny reference to being like, never coming here again. Like, because it was a bad butt. On the flip side of that, if there was a, a restaurant called Dong's, or where 90% of the clientele was women, right? They would go there. They would say they're going there for delicious wings, but really they're going there to check out some dongs. And, you know, there were some dudes who weren't filling up those tight pants, those hot pants. They weren't filling them out. Like, you know, we wouldn't even call it a package. You'd be like, what is that? A change purse down there? It's some loose change. That's not a package. You know, that's, I'm sure they would get flack. And people would justify being like, well, you know what? Men have been doing this forever. It's our turn now. And I go, okay, well, yes, I agree with that. I don't actually think you shouldn't be allowed to do that. But in the same regard, you can't get mad the other way. Just say you want your turn, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Like you want the balance. You're like, if you say you can't do this, then on the flip side, then they shouldn't be do that. Right. That's, that would make sense. And they go, no, no, no. It's our turn to do that. You have to just stand there awkwardly and shut the fuck up. It's like, 
You can't, it's just not going to be sliced that way. No way in hell. I thought about this too, in regards to that kind of, this is kind of like along the same um, line of thinking. I uh, said, oh, that sucks ass about something. Can't remember what it was about. And my one friend was like, you know, a lot of people like sucking ass. So you're saying sucks ass like a bad thing. And I'm like, well, I changed it to sucks ass because I used to say like, oh, that sucks dick. But then I realized I like people who suck dick. Um, you know, and I like people who sucks ass. It's just a saying. They don't fucking mean the things they mean. Right. So, but, you know, you don't want to make dick sucking seem like this huge negative because why, you know, why you wouldn't want that to be negative because it's not a negative. Right. I'm happily married. I, not about my own personal life, but, you know, people with. I'm sticking up with my friends who have penises and they want their penises to be sucked. And I, of course, want mine to be sucked by someone. Why? I, don't, I got weird with it. I apologize. Um, whatever. But if, if you're family, don't, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. Anyone close to my, that's related to me, shouldn't be listening to this shit. So, um, but like my, you know, so then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say that sucks dick because there are people out there who enjoy doing that. And they, maybe they're thinking it's a negative thing, but it's not a negative thing. Neither is sucking ass. Neither is licking put. Neither is any of that. It's just a saying. You know what I mean? So now you have to watch every saying. I get it if it's specific. Like it narrows in on someone. Um, like when, when people used to say that's gay. No one says that anymore. That I understood. Even though that even morphed from what it originally meant. You know? And originally gay originally meant happy. You know, think about the Flintstones theme song. You'll have a gay old time. I think I fucked up the time part. How'd it go? You'll have a gay old time. Dun, 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 dun. Flintstones. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Well, anyway, so, you know, that meant happy. You'll have a gay time, you know? And then I don't know why it became like gay. It meant you're, you like other dudes. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe it was some guy being like, hey, he's a little gay. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, I don't know how it came about. I'd like to like learn the history of how it went from happy to meaning homosexual. But then it went from meaning homosexual to meaning like, dumb or stupid or something you didn't like so then i could kind of see like oh yeah that's kind of derived from being like that's gay as in gay's negative so i understand the people being like don't say that anymore so i agree i don't use that anymore and even when i did use it when i was like 12 or a teenager i wouldn't use it ever towards actual gay people you know you, I, i'm sure everyone here has one point has said like um oh, this chair is uncomfortable I mean, this, this chair is gay that doesn't mean the chair likes other chairs that doesn't mean, you know, it's just, it was just something people said for a long time. That was just late nineties to mid two thousands. I feel like that's what, and then by the late, by 2008, nine, 10, people started to really be like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't say that it's kind of negative. But again, that's specific. That's towards a group of people, gay people. Now, if I say like, oh, this pizza sucks ass. you What if I was at a restaurant, right? I'm at a pizza party, 20 friends, let's say it's a big pizza party. It'd be weird to go to a pizza party as an adult with 20 people though. But so you're there, you're having fun. You're at, you're at the restaurant. You take a bad bite. You go, oh, God. And someone gives you a look. They're like, what's the matter? I'm like, what's the matter? This pizza sucks ass. You think seven people at the table would raise their hands and go, Hey, as an ass sucker, I don't appreciate that comment. And then what would you say? would be like, I didn't know you were an ass sucker. How, how, how do I know who at the table sucks ass? I just meant like in general, it sucks ass. Um, it doesn't mean I'm against those who suction assholes, but again, I'm not. What what else can I say? You can say that pizza tastes bad. I go, yeah, but that's boring talk. I'm not a boring person. 
I don't speak like a fucking child. That's how a child would speak. This pizza tastes yucky. Should I say that? Or could I be an adult and be like, this sucks ass? What else? What should I say? Can I say this sucks knee? This sucks elbow? It doesn't have to. I, I'm about balls. I'll say this sucks balls. Um, but then the ball suckers. Or you're you're going to offend someone no matter what. So I think people just need to understand that not everything is about them. That's what I would say. If that happened at the at the pizza restaurant, I'd be like, oh, God, this piece sucks ass. This is a terrible piece of pizza. And someone was like, hey, I suck ass. I don't care for that. And I go, well, you know what? I hope you suck ass better than this pizza sucks ass. Again, it's not about, not about you. I didn't take a bite of this and say this pizza sucks David Feldman. Okay? That's just a random name. I don't know any David Feldmans. But if I did, I bet they'd be an ass sucker and be real annoying about it. Probably. All right. Mindy Kaling, who played... Um, was on the office. She's one of the writers. Does she have her own name on the show? Is her name Mindy? I can't remember some, some of the people on the shows. I, I don't know. I don't remember her character name on the show, the office, but she was on the office writer. Like I said before, then she had the Mindy Kaling show, which I think did pretty well for itself. Now I think she wrote a book and she, she, she pops up in movies a lot and things like that. Um, you know, a movie I saw her in recently 40 year old virgin. I caught some of that on TV and she was very funny in her role as Paul Rudd's ex-girlfriend. She's a talented, talented, funny writer. But she said some things today about how I don't think if The Office was on the air right now, it could get made, which I thought was a little bit ridiculous of a statement. So let me see if I could get a direct quote. Of course, I can't. Yeah, here we go. Then Variety. Minnie Kaling says The Office is so inappropriate now and couldn't be made today. Most characters would be canceled. And I can't help but think to myself, like, who? Who and why? She said, the writers who I'm still in touch with now, we always talk about so much of that show we probably couldn't make now, Kaling added. Tastes have changed, and honestly, what offends people has changed so much now. I think that actually is one of the reasons the show is popular, because people feel like there's something kind of fearless about it or taboo that it talks about on the show. When asked what her character, the pop culture obsessed Kelly, that was her name, Kelly Kapoor, would be doing in 2022. She says, I think she would have quit Dunder Mifflin to become an influencer and then probably be canceled almost immediately. Actual, most of the show, the characters would cancel. See, this is what I don't agree with. The show ran from 05 to 2013. It did nine seasons, 201 episodes. Huge stars associated with the show. Steve Carell, obviously a big movie star now. John Krasinski, big movie star. Jenna Fisher pops up in some movies. BJ Novak more so recently. Rain Wilson, who played Dwight um, Schrute. Carell's often said he will never appear in a reboot of the series. Why is there talks of a reboot? Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just disagree with this. And a lot of people made up good points. She says that's why she thinks the show's popular now because it was edgy. I never thought The Office is edgy. The Office was a good show that had a unique format that was created by Ricky Gervais in which it was documentary style. Modern Family did the same style. Parks and Recreation did the same style. And it was kind of like off a lot of those movies done by you know, best in show and like, this is spinal tap. They're mockumentary style. Um, I'm trying to think of who does that. Christopher Guest. Those are Christopher Guest movies. And they're funny. They're funny. And someone made a good point in the comments. I wish I could give them credit, but I just put my phone away saying it was cheers for the next generation. And I go, yeah, cheers was a workplace comedy. Essentially. It was all set in the bar. The office was all set in the office and office culture became a big thing like the movie office space in the 1998 99 was a thing everyone talking about how painful it is to work in cubicles and oh my god like the nine to five grind became more and more of a thing starting in i want to say the 80s it always takes things a decade later to become truly part of culture i mean office has been around forever we saw mad men that took place in an office 
But the idea of more and more people working in offices, I think spread more so. Cause like, you know, manufacturing jobs went away in like the eighties, you know, um, the Reagan administration opened up a lot of stuff that just made it easier for companies to go overseas and, you know, that's a union busting happened. So those jobs just weren't, didn't pay as well. So more and more people were getting jobs at offices. So when the office became a show, you know, the American version, I think it hit better in America than it did in Britain. Britain only lasted a couple of seasons, although they do TV different there to be fair. Um, it just, it resonated. I don't think anyone thought like, oh, they're saying things they're not supposed to and whatnot. But I mean, there might be a few jokes here or there that might raise an eyebrow or two today, but nothing like it's always sunny Philadelphia, which started the same year, 2005, and is now going to have another season going fucking, for, that show is going to go forever. That show, where I watched an episode of that show the other day where they said the N-word. The N-word was said by like a bad character. It was like a Nazi character, but it was still like, I'm like, whoa, that couldn't, that wouldn't fly today. That was in 2012. And um, it was when D and Dennis are, are deciding whether or not to take their grandfather, who was a Nazi, off of life support. They didn't know he was a Nazi, and they found out later, and then they found this old home footage, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the worst guy ever. So, you know, and then South Park. South Park pushes the envelope. There's a lot of shows that push the envelope. The Simpsons has been going on forever. I just think she's wrong about that. And I think Amer I think there's the pendulum needs to swing back a little bit. I think there's just a – everyone went a little bit – overboard like a lot of things that happen in society where all right we're making progress like i said earlier in the episode we learned don't call something gay and i agree with that but then if you say that sucks ass and someone goes well i suck ass are you insulting me it's like no i'm not fucking talking about you you know there, there needs to be something that kind of tells us it's okay to laugh again and to remind us that not all jokes about certain things or people are rooted in hate you could have some fun it could be about fun and fun and acceptance was that's why the show the comedies in the 70s were so popular the all in the families you know with archie bunker and a million other of the shows um that came out in the 70s that all kind of had some fun with like people's different backgrounds ethnicities race and all sorts of religion were because it was kind of like oh we're all in this together now i think that was like the goal like archie bunker was the idiot he was the buffoon and he made fun of everybody but the joke was always on him at the end. Like nobody watched that show being like, I want to be just like him. They were like, oh God, we all know this idiot, you know, and he thinks horrible shit like that. But it, it was in a funny way and we all could laugh together. And I'm wondering, I watched the first episode of Modern Family recently and the character Phil Dunphy, who I forget the actor's name who plays him, but he's great. He's like, um, I don't know. He's like 40 in this step when the show starts, you know, he's the father of three kids. And uh, the gay couple adopts a, a baby girl from China, right? Very sweet. And he asks, what's her name? And they go, Lily. And he says, isn't she going to have problems pronouncing that when she gets older? Why is that funny? Because Asian Americans, ones from China who came over, their accent struggled with L words. That's just like a fact. And it's funny that he's so dumb that he thinks that's all Asians, regardless of the fact that she was a one-month-old baby. Like, he thought that it was a natural thing, not that it wasn't an accident, act, accident, accent language thing. It's an accent language thing. Clearly, we all know Asian pe people, Americans, born in America, raised in America, their 
ethnicity might be Chinese, Korean, Japanese, whatever. And they sound, they don't have problems with L sounds. It's totally like a, it's an accent thing. That's all it is. It's your accent. That's why that's a funny joke. And the movie Christmas story, right? They go to the, their Turkey gets ruined. So they have to go to a Chinese restaurant on Christmas day. Cause Chinese restaurants are often open on Christmas day. And a lot of Jewish friends of mine who go to Chinese restaurants on Christmas day, they were singing the song fa la 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 but because of their accent it's fa ra 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 that is a, it's funny it's just a funny joke about accents and you can make a funny joke about any accent in the world and it doesn't have to be some horrible negative thing um it just feels like now though and and i get it this is where the overcorrection comes from i i support all of the stuff where it's like hey we've thought about this and we, we should have been saying something at the time, but we didn't. That's racist. Don't do that anymore about X, Y, and Z. Blackface, great example. Blackface is terrible. Don't do it, right? It, the, the representation behind it is god-awful. It goes back to a time in which black people weren't allowed in theaters and all this kind of stuff, and it, was in a, and it was done in a mocking way. Shit. It's a shit thing to do. Then, uh, you know, so, so, so nix that, but we don't have to nix someone making just like a silly word joke. Right. That's when it's almost like now you're taking the fun out of things. So it's like one of those things where you just need that balance. And I almost wonder if you go too hard one direction, if people push back so much that we go into an uglier place. I don't want to see that, of course, but I definitely want to see it where we just we got to keep it fun. Keep it fun. That's why I got to remind myself. I'm going to start putting post-it notes all over my office slash studio, which I just remind myself to keep it fun. Because isn't that, isn't that what it's all about, everyone? Let's keep it fun this holiday season. All right. I hope you had fun listening to me rant and ramble for the last 30 plus minutes. This has been the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Um, I'm going to keep this going through Christmas. So uh, next Tuesday, the Tuesday after that. Yeah. So I don't think I'm taking any breaks during December. Sometimes with the holidays, you take a break, but we're going to go right through the month of December. Make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. I forgot to do my uh, Patreon shout outs to start this episode. I should have. So thank you to all the, everyone who supports the Patreon. You guys are amazing. Everyone who follows me on any social platform. I love you to death. And um, I'm doing some shows. I will be at the laugh Academy in Glenview, Illinois, this Friday night. There are some tickets still available. Um, I got the link on my social media accounts, the laughing Academy in Glenview, Illinois. And then Friday night I will, or Saturday night, I'm sorry. I will be at the laugh factory, Chicago, seven 30 and nine 30 shows. Hit me up. Um, Patreon subscribers, you get a free ticket to that if you want to go. So hit me up, uh, message me through Patreon. All right, you guys are the best. And as always, cheers.